All right. Hi, everyone. Welcome to How to Get Ahead, brought to you by Millennial Life Coaches. I am your host, Coach Trevor, and today I am joined by Coach Jackie. And today's episode is all about who Coach Jackie is and what she likes to do. So, Coach Jackie, can you give us a little bit of an intro on who you are? Sure. My name is Coach Jackie, and I am a trailblazing community leader, entrepreneur, social justice junkie um, in the human service and social work field, working with BioPod career professionals, helping them with gaining meaningful careers while building towards generational wealth. That is awesome. Um, so let's start from the top. So you said you're a social justice uh, junkie. Yes, I am. And I say that with pride because a lot of the work that I do in my company is centered around combating social justice issues for people of color. Okay. And what kind of like, so what does that look like on maybe on a grand scale and then maybe even on day to day? Sure. So a lot of the individuals that I serve in my company Um, is individuals that are faced with systematic barriers with gaining employment in the community. And so um, I help those individuals get into jobs or I help them with getting into a trade where they can be able to um, maximize their potential and be able to get into higher paying careers. And um, a lot of that centers around helping helping combat social um, unemployment, um, racial demonstration, sorry, racial and discrimination within the workplace, economic security, income inequalities. So whenever we set people up for success or get them into the right opportunity, we are um, combating these issues that are faced in our community. Okay, well, not gonna lie, that sounds heavy. <laughs> um, so what, what gets you started in this? Sure. Um, How I became an entrepreneur pretty much speared out of finding my passion, um, finding something that brought me intrinsic value. I was once an individual that really didn't have any career goals, didn't know what I wanted to do. Um, I just knew I had to work to get a paycheck to take care of my daughter. And I really just got tired of doing repetitive work and I needed to find something that would allow for me to have intrinsic value, something that was purposeful. So um, after spending about six years being a call center representative for a casino, I got into a new career industry. I did a career change and I became an employment counselor in the social service field. And in this role, I just really found myself. Um, I was able to change lives on a daily basis by the work that I was doing. As an employment counselor, I led employment assistant programs with Dakota County here in the state of Minnesota. I work with individuals that have severe mental and physical disabilities with finding competitive employment in the community. I went on to do re-entry where I worked with the departments of corrections, helping people that was coming off of probation and parole with establishing trades and apprenticeships, placing them in great opportunities. And then I went on to serve the homeless population that was transitioning from homeless into stable housing with finding integrated work as well. 
So I did this for four years and I really enjoy what I do in my role. I had served over a hundred participants in a variety of demographics, age, race, social economic status, education level. And I, my clients really applauded me for the work that I that I was doing. I was changing their lives and being able to help them gain stability. And um, my, my community really supported the work that I do by vouching for me and writing me letters of recommendations as needed. And so that kind of validated that I was on the right path as far as finding the right career for me because after being um, in this role for some time I went back to school and got my degree in social work and became a certified Minnesota human service assist assistant so that I can be able to go out here and serve my community and do it well. Wow that's awesome like especially because so really you're standing up for the people that are traditionally um, left behind, honestly. Um, so, I mean, sorry, that that's definitely sounds incredibly rewarding. Um, you know, when I've worked with people um, in an education st standpoint, so I used to uh, work with a organization um, at a university that um, help non-traditional students. So these were students that were, yeah, coming back to college, you know, after years, um, maybe they were, they, they had never been to college in the first place and this is their first time. Um, so there was definitely a lot of people that had learning disabilities, people that had um, other um, mental disabilities or physical disabilities as well. Um, and being able to help people that are generally not given that leg up in life is incredibly one it, it's it, it helps even the playing field but two it personally i felt found it so rewarding to be able to help people that really wanted to do something different with their lives and weren't given the opportunities to do so um so for you to do that on such a grand scale i think is great um so i i guess ballpark how many clients have you worked with like over the last year Okay, so um, working honestly on my own, stepping away from my job as a government uh, employee um, before I started my organization, um, I would say so far I've served probably 59 participants <laughs> so far on my own and my business is one year That old. is wild. Oh my gosh. Um, yeah, actually, we didn't even jump into that. The fact that you went from, you know, working with an organization for this, and then you split off and created your own business focusing on this too. But in a year, yes. like almost 60 clients, that is amazing. Um, yes. I guess I want to go back a little bit and say, like, what made me start my business and leave my government job? Because that's a really big piece. I know a lot of career professionals, right? We are 
stuck in these careers where we feel as if we are making a great contribution and sometimes we are not recognized for our efforts that we put in by the corporations we work for and i even though i love my job i love everything about it i just wasn't given that leg up i wasn't being given an opportunity to elevate myself and i really seen a need in the community for me to be out in a community helping more people of color with becoming more marketable in the workforce, helping them with writing resumes, preparing them for um, employment opportunities, helping people write it, writing business plans. So over the years in my job, I gained very valuable work experience that I wanted to share with people in my community. And so that's the reason why I started my own professional development firm and then I went back and got a contract with the state of Minnesota, who now refers clients to me. Um, it was a $300,000 contract that I received from the state. And now I have a consistent stream of clients coming in through the state. And so I really just found a way to flip it back on them, but do it in a way where it made me be viewed as more valuable than just being an employee. All right. So wait, 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 wait. Let's slow down for a second. So you're saying that you left your company and then they gave you a contract for your business for over $300,000 to go back and work for them. That is yeah. wild. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because like when I was working in my job, I was really much, pretty much already laying out my group, my blueprint, my exit plan, right? And so I just started becoming familiar with how my employer was operating and running things. I had established a great rapport with organizations and nonprofits in my community. My colleagues and peers, they, they vouched for me and referred people to me and wrote me letters of recommendation. So they really supported that the work that I was doing and I pretty much specialize in cultural competence and justice-oriented career, business, and employment services for BIOPOC, students, job seekers, career professionals, and entrepreneurs. So I made a niche and the government really liked it that I was trying to do something in the community that focused on helping disadvantaged groups of people. And that was their way of supporting me by giving me this contract and allowing for me to serve their clients that are impacted by systematic barriers with gaining meaningful work. And I was the girl for the job. Wow, that's that is crazy. Congratulations. That is incredibly just inspiring. Um, Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, because right now I know that in this country in general we are they're trying to get on the wave of diversity and inclusion where they want to make you know give minorities opportunities to kind of rise up above the poverty line um like in the state of minnesota the department of employment and economics are creating career path programs career pathway programs in every industry where if you don't have any experience, you can get into these industries. You don't have to have a high school diploma or a GED. 
Um, you can even have a criminal background in some of these sectors, but they're trying to level the playing field. And so I am a part of their, a part of this process by helping them recruit, hire, and retain BIOPOC career professionals that are qualified for the work that they're looking to hire people for, but also making sure that us, the career professionals, we are being taken care of and these environments are culturally responsive when we enter the workforce for these opportunities. So I am a bridge between the employers and the employees. I'm gonna bridge between the community and the organizations because I can help them find the people all day, but I wanna make sure that you're taking care of uh, you taking care of us when we get into these opportunities and we're not in an oppressive environment. Um, so I'm trying to combat this systematic, you know, um, white supremacist, uh, right supremacy that goes on in the institutions we work for. So instead of me being a part of the organization doing this work, I am third party. You know, so I can come in with transparency and work with organizations to help them create a more safe cultural workspace for us, because that's really important to me. And do you find that the individual clients you work for seem to be more responsive with that, too? Yes, I've been getting a lot of feedback and responses from professionals and in general, you know, people are tired of being overlooked overworked, undervalued, not getting good promotions, and um, people really don't want to go back into these type of workspaces, and they prefer to either work from home, or a lot of people are focusing on building something for themselves. And so the economy sees that. It's a struggle between people coming back to work um, after the pandemic, and they are thinking of ways of how to get people back to work and they have the initiative of wanting to get more people of color into their space to diversify the work you know the workspace but they have to think of a creative way to do it in a way that will actually work and be beneficial for both parties gotcha yeah i was actually dealing with something similar um so i had been in my role and i had only been in my role for maybe five and a half years um but as I was talking to management, um, I was basically told that there was no room for growth for me for like another almost five to 10 years. And even with that, it was going to be dependent upon uh, who would be retiring or, uh, or if they're able to get other people into the company. So I was going to be stuck where I was. Um, so I actually made the decision to leave that group i actually didn't have to leave my company completely but i left the group that i was with and moved over to another group um which uh in my old role i was actually underpaid from what my job was supposed to be salaried at uh to when i moved into my new group i was paid what you know the the i, I was paid what i should have been paid and that to almost like a 10% increase in salary. Um, and as really what kind of encouraged me with that is kind of like what you were saying, just talking to other people and them going through those same kind of frustrations. Um, my one friend, uh, you know, I, I'm married and I have a kid, I have a mortgage, dog and cat. Um, 
you know, my one friend, um, he, he had been single for a really long time. So, um, he had no qualms about going ahead and then picking up packing and jumping companies. So he changed companies probably like, uh, I want to say like three or four times in the last, probably about three to five years. Um, and some of those were, he had been working for startups and they had been, um, there were some acquisitions by larger companies, um, including that and that too. Um, but, you know, it, I think it takes a lot of courage, but also planning ahead and honestly a lot of luck to be able to recognize that one, I'm not being valued where I am right now, and two, making those moves to find a way to feel as though you are being valued the way that you know you should be. Um, so what you're doing, I think is one of the biggest things, especially, uh, I, th- I see it more for millennials right now too, that being able to acknowledge the fact that you are not where you want to be and that you are not in an environment that is going to encourage and help you get to where you want to be. Um, so I think that's even, that's why it's even more impressive and I, I really, I, I really like the work that you're doing. The fact that you're working with people that are older as well, um, because the conversations that I have with older individuals compared to individuals, um, you know, and so like people in like their sixties plus compared to people that are in their thirties or forties, people in their thirties or forties mm-hmm. are very much, you know what time to find a new company, let's move where people in their fifties and sixties, um, they're they're very much like why would you leave that company like you know you you have you have benefits like yeah i have benefits but i could go to this other company and have better benefits and get paid where i should be at um so it's being able to you know not be afraid of not necessarily having a for sure safety net other than you know playing ahead for yourself um the thing is yeah. um no, no, i don't please mean go to ahead. drop it i just want to what you're saying the thing is that a lot of us have been programmed here in this country to believe that the only way to be successful is to go to college get a four-year degree start a family get a good job work retire to 65 right but as time has went on it has been proven that that path is not for everyone and there's different ways to be successful not everyone can be an entrepreneur not everyone can be an athlete or a musician or entertainer but there is some people out here that can find meaningful and valuable work serving in their community and i don't want individuals to waste time focusing on trying to make money because if you align yourself with your passion money will flow to you abundantly you want to be doing what you love and the average person spend up to 90,000 hours of their life between 18 to 65 working on a job and that's more time away from friends and family so if we have to commit that much of our lives to working hard to be successful well you darn right you want to be doing what you love so we need to be asking ourselves what does that look like? What is something that I could be doing to bring intrinsic value to myself? Something that is better for me and gooder for the greater cause. Um, 
because I've researched that when people are working in the industry that they love, they are more productive. They have more potential. They are more to give their all than whereas they're working at a job where they're just there to make money and get by. So we have to understand what our work values are and why are we working and why is work actually important to us and actually have a plan. So when you go into these jobs, you say, okay, I'm on this job because I want to learn this set of skills. I'm going to stay on this job for a year to two years because I want to gain this work experience. And once I have this experience, I look forward to applying for a better opportunity that would allow for me to either be a manager or an opportunity where I can increase my skill set. The thing is too, is that it's okay to diversify your skill set and not just have one skill or one specialty. Because when we go to school for this one thing that you are committing all of these years to, then you look back and you're like, man, like I don't know how to do nothing else. Like this is all I know how to do. And that's okay. Like if you specialize in something, but let it be something that you love and not something that has been put in front of you as if you have to do this. Whereas an individual can get a trade or certification here and get multiple certifications. And it's just as equivalent as a four year degree, but you know how to do a variety of things. So you'll always be marketable in the workforce because you'll be able to find work, right? And so it's about really leveraging ourselves to a place where we know really what we worth and what our potential are is, and we're not selling ourselves short to corporations so they can burn us out, use us, and you know just treat us, not treat us fairly. So no longer subject yourself to those type of opportunities, but have the mindset that I am this this organization would be great because of me. I am the asset. I can be just as great as these corporations if I wanted to create something for myself. And I will not allow for these corporations to drain the best out of me, nor will I utilize my time to make them wealthy and not build anything for myself and my family. So having that mindset change the dynamic of how you view work. Yes, I, I literally could not have said it better. Um, the, I think that's spot on. Yeah. That captured exactly what I've heard from other people and you know, my own thoughts as well. Um, so going back to your business, with everything that you just said in mind, do you find that that is something that is that you have to push to get across to your clients or is that something that they seem to be willing and open to understand? So I guess even more specifically, I guess I'm asking um, for your clients that come in, are they already willing to listen and be able to accept, you know, these new ideas or do you have to really coach them through um, that mindset of understanding um, you know, you, you need to find something that you enjoy instead of just trying to find, you know, something. 
right yeah um it's definitely a coaching process and it comes with building rapport you know as first i'm just seen as a coach as a worker another person coming into their life probably invading their privacy um so it's not as comfortable working with clients starting out you know because i want them to trust me and the best thing i could do is just really let them know that i'm there for them and that working with me there is unlimited possibilities to accomplishing your goal and um you know i like to meet people where they are in life and whatever their struggles are as far as it comes to trying to get a job whether they whether that's having trouble with interviewing whether that's having um intellectual disability where they may not can read or write or comprehend certain things correctly is definitely working through those things and overcoming the barriers then i am able to see my client flourish then i am able to see my client become the best that they can be so i like to remove a lot of the barriers by working with them through the process um and over time that just you know it just comes with being comfortable and being familiar and establishing that mindset and really allowing for it to take you to better places um because we've been programmed and trained to you know think and act a certain kind of way but eventually we have to wake up and realize like is this really that's is this is what life is really meant to be for me is there something out there that i could be doing that could bring me more happiness more peace and more freedom because if it is then that's what you need to be chasing and it's not the money and it's not just a job here and there to get a paycheck you have to really get to learn yourself relearn yourself and know that you are valuable and you want to display that confidence throughout you know um throughout your time interacting and engaging with people show your growth show your potential and once it gets embedded in your mindset then you can go out there and present yourself in that way really dope really dope all right so coach jackie we are nearing the end of our time so with these last few minutes um what advice would you give our listeners just general this is what coach jackie has to tell like wants to tell you The best advice I would like to give listeners is be true to yourself. Take time out to really get to know what your skills and interests are and create a life around those things. Do not allow for society to tell you and dictate your path for you. Now we know that we are living in a different society, a different time in life, and you can be successful just by following what you love. You can be just successful by investing in the things that would allow for you to have freedom and build generational wealth for your family. 
And I think that if we place that to the forefront, who are we doing this for and why are we doing it? It leads us to have so many possibilities and outcomes. And I really encourage people to open their horizon and start trusting and knowing that everyone has special gifts and talents and we need to be out here using them to the best of our ability so that we can give back to the world so we can be the change that we want to see and don't sell yourself short have a plan always prioritize and have goals set up for yourself and continue to persevere, persevere until you are out of the cycle, until you are out of the conformity that society wants us to be. Everyone is unique. And I encourage people to really start chasing their dreams and doing what they need to do to bring forth a new life and new generation for their family. Awesome. Thank you, Coach. All right. So how can people get in contact with you? How can people follow you? Um, Give us your socials. Tell us how people can go ahead and acquire your services. Sure. Absolutely. If I can help you in any kind of way, please book a consultation on my website, www.theprestigiousprofessional.com. Again, www.theprestigiousprofessional.com or you can follow me on Instagram at Coach Jackie or also you can follow me on Facebook on my business page, The Prestigious Professional. All right, awesome. Um, Any final words before we break off? Uh, My final word would be is stay true to you. And just know that I empower Biopot professionalism and I encourage you to embrace it and do that for yourself as well. Awesome. Coach Jackie, thank you so much for speaking with me today. Um, I think that you dropped some great gems that a lot of people are going to benefit from. Uh, I sincerely hope that you can come back and we can continue this conversation another time. so yeah, just know that you have an open invitation to this podcast whenever you'd like. Awesome. Thank you so much, Trevor, for having me be a part of your podcast. It's really appreciated. I love the opportunity when I can encourage and speak to like-minded individuals. And I thank you for making me a part of this moment, being a part of your mission, right? And communicating to the public. Um, so I appreciate you. Thanks thank a lot. You. All right, guys, that is the end of this episode of How to Get Ahead. Hopefully you learned something new and keep on, be on the lookout for a new episode. Have a great one, everyone.